0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by the content. Our vision is that we link people to Christ to see them set free, healed, and empowered. Thanks for letting us be a part of your journey. Amen. You know, when we consider the name of Jesus and and who he is in our life, oftentimes we look at all that he is for us, right? He is our savior. He is our peace. He is our joy, all of that. But have we ever really, or have you ever really considered all that has gone on just for Jesus to come down to this earth. Like it was not something simple. It literally had to break all of the natural laws. It bended all of the natural laws and it had to submit to the heavens. And by that way and only through that way, earth responding to its creator was a 100% God, 100% man, able to walk on this earth and do what no one here in this room could do. See, Jesus being born through Mary, it was not something that was just as simple, uh, as simple as we think of it, right? We think, well, when my wife and I, we wanted to have a child, we just decided one day we wanted to have a child, or, or you just figure out one day um, we're pregnant and, and you just carried a child for nine months and, and it just is what it is, right? And, and so if you look at the nativity scene, it wasn't just that simple, now we're excited, we're joyful about the salvation that it brought, but can you imagine what Joseph had to do and navigate now that his betrothed and the person who he is engaged to is now pregnant and the child is not his? Or a young lady who is now pregnant and uh, uh, not married and having to navigate all of the challenges of what the people will say in the community. She was young and now her body, in a transition of life, now has to carry a child. And, and, you know, young ladies usually have a motherly instinct, right? Have you ever seen a little girl with a baby? Like, how does she know how to take care of it? But a baby doll is not like having a baby. There was a lot. I know that we make this season about us and what Jesus did for us, but can you imagine all that had to happen for it to happen? It's kind of like our kids. Our kids really don't know what all we went through to make Christmas happen for them, right? Some parents are like, ooh, I just barely made it. It was at the ninth hour. I hear the mm, mm, mm. Mm, child. If they only knew the reality of the stress or what you had to do to pull it together or the, of the strings that you had to pull or maybe the prayers that you had to make like God, I don't know where it's going to come from. God, I don't know how this thing is going to happen. And all of a sudden, as all of these prayers are happening, see, some of y'all had to pull a double shift to make it happen. See, some of y'all had to go and borrow to make it happen. Some of y'all had to do things that now it's, it's a challenge for you because you have to make up for it. Now I'm not standing here to remind you of all that you have done because I want to shame you. I'm here to remind you of what you have done because your kids who you did it for don't realize the challenges that you had. And it is much the same, the challenges of heaven. God had to uh, uh, open up the natural laws in which he had spoken. See, we think that our cars run on faith. No, they run on gas. If you don't put gas in your car, what happens? It ain't running. Now, you could pray over it, and I've heard car needles hold tight just a little bit like, Jesus, I need you to hold this needle to the end of the week. (laughs) But there are some natural things, right? If if man don't work, he don't. These are natural laws that are through scripture and through life is how we were created. And God said, I know what I said, but I need to bend it because my people need a savior. See, when we look at it, it creates a new level of reverency in our lives, right? It's more than, well, Jesus, you know, he loved me so much that all I got to do is believe and I shall be saved. And we become so egocentrical on the entire topic of salvation. But if we can really understand what happened, what happened was... I would love to hear uh, the story when I get to heaven and, and just uh, sit in, in a posture of learning and, and just ask some questions like, what, what made you decide at that moment and at that time and how is it that you made it happen and what was going on? I got some questions to ask. Anybody else got some questions to ask when they get there? I'm just nosy like like, what were you thinking when you... Why, why would I ask some of those questions? Because I look at humanity now and I realize that we don't deserve what he has done. Right? And that is not a shaming factor. We are as human as human can be. But God still chose to bend natural law so that we would have access to a savior. Now, the initiation of Christmas was not when Jesus came and and Mary gave birth. It actually began when the prophet Isaiah, in the book of uh, Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, and the prophet prophesied, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. That was that birthed Christmas at that point in that there was an expectation that all people had that there would be a Savior that would come and live amongst them and the Savior would come through a virgin birth. For centuries they were waiting and they were in expectation that, that, that the heavens would open up and what was prophesied would be fulfilled. And then we get to the book of Matthew. And the angel is having a conversation with Joseph. And he's pretty much letting Joseph know the time has come. And we get to Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child. This is the angel speaking to him. And she'll bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Can you, that is so surreal, that moment. Can you imagine an angel man coming to you and be like, listen, you know the expectation that y'all be, have, have been having? You know the prophet Isaiah, the stuff he spoke about? Yeah, that is going to happen through you. You're going to be a part of it. And you're thinking to yourself like, what? Like, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to help raise the Savior? <laughs> Come on now. No, can you imagine The thoughts going through his mind. The thoughts that were channeling through the mind of Mary at that point. Like I have been selected to fulfill the prophecy that has been spoken many, 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 many years ago. The expectation. See, the the Jews, they live with an expectation still today of the Messiah returning or the the Messiah coming. They don't know that we're just an expectation of him coming back again. God with us. Now, let me explain something to y'all. I grew up in the hood of New York City. I said that last week, and obviously I'm proud to come from that little island, New York City. My Tims should tell the story. Now, in New York, when people would say, we're with you, there's a street code. How many of y'all know the street code? If you are not familiar with the street code, let me help you out. When someone says they're with you, they are, they picked a side. Who you are mad at, they are. And whoever's mad at you, they're mad at them. They're with us. There's a loyalty. And if I win, they win. If they win, I win. There's a code. It's almost sacrificial, right? I remember times where, where, where we were looking like we were about to get beat up and, and we ran together. We were together, y'all. <laughs> but if we wouldn't have ran, guess what? We would have had to fight together. But now when there's a group of you and y'all get into a battle and one of them runs, what happens to the individual that ran? Folks are not looking at them very nicely. There is a gap in the street code. When people get incarcerated and they run with some people, half of those people that they ran with don't even go and visit them when they are incarcerated. But there's a code of heaven that is much different than the street code in this world. And the code of heaven has no gaps. The code of heaven is as sacrificial as sacrificial can be. The code of heaven is unbreakable. So when God says that he is with us, he's with us, even when you're not with him. See, there is this theology, this understanding that there is what's called a provenient grace. There is a saving grace, a sustaining grace, and a prevenient grace. What is prevenient grace, Pastor G? Prevenient grace is that before you even decided to meet with God or accept Him as your Lord and Savior, He was preventing some things uh, from happening to you because He had a plan for your life. See, some of us don't even realize that God is with us even before we are with Him. Heaven's code is on breaker. That's why I love the words and I believe the words that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he never changes. He's not with us one minute and then not. And even when you turn your back, he's still waiting. How do I know? Because the Bible says this, that he leaves the 99 for the one. See, there's clear indication that when when we stop rocking with God, God's still rocking with us. When we have turned our back, see some people have been like, I see you go to church now. Yeah, I found Jesus. No, you, Jesus wasn't lost. You were. <laughs> I found the Lord. No, he was not lost. He was not playing hide and go seek with you. He was right in front of you 100% of the time. You were lost. Somebody say I was lost. I was lost. But thank God now you're found. Yeah. And that's a good place to Rejoice. See, when the heaven says that, that God is with us, it means something a little bit. It should, it should do something with you for you to have an understanding that God really is with you. And the awesome part is that, that the, the truth transcend uh, uh, any, any barriers, anything that would try to stand in the way, God, that truth transcends it. it. It just runs through that wall like a, like a freight train. One of those truths is this. That God chose to dwell among us. See the heavens didn't have to come down and provide a a savior to us. But in John chapter 1 verse 1, the Greek word logos, it begins to tell us that in the beginning was the word. And the word became flesh. It shows us the trinity of the Three in one Godhead. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God didn't have to come down in a human form, but he did. Because he wanted to show us that he is with us. Now, let me ask you this question. The people that you say you are with, are you really with them? And when you say you are with the Lord, are you really with the, are you really with the Lord? Because it's so easy for us to say things. Things just flow out of our mouth because we, we just say things that people want to hear all the time and then the reality is that our lifestyle does not match with your words or your action does not match with what you have committed to. Sometimes our mouths write a check that we <sighs> because that requires something from you. See, oftentimes we're good with something until we ain't. You whip people into, until all of a sudden one day you not. Nah. And it happens that quick. The second truth is this. Jesus came to share in our joys and in our sorrows. See, oftentimes we feel like when we're going through hard times, like, where are you, God? He's right there. Not everything is the devil. Can I let y'all in on that little secret? Not not, Just because you go through certain situations, certain circumstances in your life, not everything is the devil. Some people betraying you was not the devil. That was them exposing themselves. And thank God they did when they did because you would have kept them longer in your life. Matthew chapter 11 verse 30 says, his burdens are light and his yoke is easy. Thank you, God. Somebody say thank you, God. He shares in our joys and in our sorrows and he's just gone. Kind of like, listen, just cling on to me and my burden is light. My yoke is easy. What does that mean? I'm going to hold on to it so you don't have to bear under it all by yourself. And so while you're thinking like, oh my, God doesn't give me more than I can handle oh, all of that stuff. That's, you're just carrying some of it because he's carrying the rest. Imagine if it was all on your shoulders. Some of y'all be walking in here on Nubs. So I want you to be reminded of this, that it may feel heavy and it may feel uncomfortable, but thank God that I'm not carrying the full load. I thank God that although it's heavy and it feels uncomfortable and it feels like I'm not going to make it, I can have joy in knowing that because Jesus came, he shares in my joys and in my sorrows and he is carrying a portion of it and I'm not doing it by myself. Why? Because God is with, with us. He's with us. He also came to understand our struggles and, and our pains. You can see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane that he's praying to God the Father. And he is, he's saying, listen, uh, if there's any other way. How many of y'all have ever asked, uh, prayed to God that? They're like, God, I, I'm going through some stuff right now. If you can make this happen another way, I will be more than glad. Jesus was under the agony of what was going on. He was fully distressed to the point of sweating blood. He understands your pains. See, the biggest part of our lives is that we always feel like we're the only ones going through stuff, and secondly, we feel like no one understands us. I'm gonna let y'all know this. Don't let social media fool you. Because y'all take pictures smiling, but ain't nobody taking pictures of your tears. But I love Paul's exhortation to us. And these are his words in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. He, he says this, listen. We are hard-pressed on any, every side. Every, anybody ever been hard-pressed? But then he says this, but we're not crushed. And, and then he goes on, he says, we're perplexed. But we're not in despair. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. Like, you may feel like you have no hope, but you're not hopeless. Come on, listen, we have the greatest hope and his name is Jesus. He just doesn't work on your time. Come on, y'all, listen. He doesn't work on our time. It says that a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day to God. See, he doesn't work on our time and half the time when you say you are ready, you really not. This time I got it right, God. There's his face. Maybe not, but that would be my face. <laughs> you, you may be hard-pressed on every side. There may be issues coming from every direction, but you're not crushed. Why do we act crushed? Why do we act like we're in, in despair? You're really, we're really not in despair. Now, I'm preaching to the choir, y'all. Y'all probably thinking like, Pastor got it all together. No, listen, I got to remind myself this on the daily, all the time, that it may be difficult, but it's not impossible with God. Yeah, I may feel like I'm upside down sometimes, but listen, uh, in God, I'm right side of why? Because he knows where I'm going. And the Bible says that he is the way, the truth, and the light. And as long as we cling on to him, we don't have to know where we're going. We just got to cling on as tight as we can and be like our kids. Is when we're going on vacation. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You don't have to know what you're doing for you control freaks in a room. Stop it. <laughs> it's good that you don't know where you're going. Why? Because you may mess it up. <laughs> ain't control freaks in else. I'll pray deliverance over you right now in the name of the day. Let's get a line going right now. Get the oil out of this <laughs> Like, Jesus coming in the form that he did. See, the, the disciples, they followed Jesus for, for his ministry, and they thought that potentially at some point he was going to take over kingship. He, they were like, well, as long as I'm close to Jesus, when he takes over uh, uh, as king, that means I'm going to be really close to the king. But Jesus had to come lowly. Why? So that, so that it could be real to us. See, the reality of us following some people that that seem like their lives are perfect and they don't go through anything, it almost feels like it's unachievable, doesn't it? Like some, there's some people that are like, well, I, you know, I don't do this whole church thing because my life is really messed up. How many of y'all lives are really messed up in the house? You are a perfect candidate. Thank God that you are in the house. The reality is, is that not one person, you don't have to match up to anybody. What you think, whoever you think is perfect, you better think again. You better think again. There's a facade of allowing you to see perfection and thank God for the grace of heaven. But I want to let you know that every person in this room, including myself, listen, we are in desperate need of a Savior. We all need Jesus. And so if you think you got a bad attitude or you're battling addiction or whatever it is, you are a prime candidate for all that Jesus has as a benefit. Why? Because he came for you. And me. see the problem with social media these days is just that. I mentioned it a, a minute ago. People could take a picture, and you think like, look at them, they're on vacation again. I ain't got money like that. And you, you see husbands and wives cheesing like, look at their marriage perfect. You don't know the wife had to smack the husband probably like five times. like quit playing around and take a picture. Oh, ladies, ladies, I'm going to shame y'all right quick. Are you ready? I'm going to shame y'all ladies. Are you ready? You somebody take the picture. Let me see that. Let me see that. Make sure I look young and I look thin. Delete. Take it again. If I'm telling the truth, shout Amen. Thank you very much. So why do we use that as a comparison to try to make our lives something that is not real? God is saying, listen, I need you just the way that you are, not to keep you just the way that you are, but I want you to come just the way that you are so that then I could come and clean you up. See, when a fisherman goes fishing, the next thing that the fisherman does is he cleans the fish. So this is a great opportunity for you to put away every excuse and say well I'm not with God because listen you got to make a decision to be with God why because he's already with you. It's like when I met my wife I looked at her and I said she's my wife she just don't know it yet. That's how heaven looked down and said that's my creation they just haven't realized it yet. I love them they just don't even realize it yet. That's my bride. They don't even realize it yet. But when we get the revelation, when we capture the revelation of God being with us, Him being born in a manger makes it real for us. It makes the story, it allows us to see the compassion of heaven. Because a king could take care of you. Somebody with money could take care of you. But when you see how he came, it breaks it down a little a little bit further for us. It makes it so real to us. So what does Emmanuel mean to you, to us today? Whatever you're going through, he's with you. And you're not by yourself. See, for some of us that have come into this place, you're going home and this was the highlight of your day. For some of us, this is our first Christmas that we're celebrating without some of our loved ones. Some of us mentally, we could be in a full room and still feel all by ourselves. Well, let me change the story for you. God is with you. Whether you're going to go home to gifts under a tree or not, the greatest gift was already given to you. Whether you got meat cooking in the oven at home right now or you're going to go home to ramen noodles, listen, God, Is with you. Whether you're done going to the stores or not, God is with you. Whether there's turmoil in your household or not, God is with you. And if God be for you, then who could be against you? It's a revelation. That goes beyond listen this is this is for everybody it's not for you and when you can capture the fact that it's like okay I am the pride of God but so is Nautica and so is Tanisha so is Bill so is Amanda so is Samantha everybody at the same time I am joyful that I'm going to be with all of you in heaven one day some of us in this place is just kind of like I'm just glad I'm going to be in the room you know why? Because I, I come from a school of this. If I make it, I want everybody to make it. If I eat, I want everybody to eat. That's where I've come from. That's where I grew up. Being in the Marine Corps, we leave no Marines behind. Now, I'm, I'm bringing that over into the Christian world now. And listen, I, I'm a believer, and I don't want no believer to be left behind. So on this December 24, 2023 my exhortation to every single person in this room is this. God is with you. Don't go home and try to indulge because you're trying to numb some pain because you're going to wake up tomorrow and it's still going to be the same. If you can remember today that God is with you and he knows your tomorrow, you can have that peace and that joy today that we've been talking about every head bowed, and every eye closed. God, we honor you. We love you. We thank you that today we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Thank you, God, that, that we can celebrate the reminder of what you have done for all of humanity. God, thank you that you are the gift to humanity. So today we open up joy. We grab a hold of peace. We say, God, thank you for the work that you have done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for fulfilling prophecy. Thank you that you are with us with every head bowed every eye closed if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life but today you want to make that decision just slip up your hand right where you are and we'll pray for you right at your seat if that's you just slip up your hand you're ready to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life and you want to make that decision today just let us know I see that hand right there sir thank you so much is there anyone else that would say I want salvation for my life I see that hand in the back sir I see that hand right here in the front sir Hallelujah. Maybe you're here and you're saying, you know what, I've fallen away and I've accepted God, but I'm ready to make some changes and I'm ready to come on back home. I can't allow myself to go one more day lost. Today, you're rededicating your life. If that's you, would you just lift up your hand right where you are? Yeah, all over the place, all over the place. Church, let's repeat together. Dear Jesus, today, I give you my heart and I ask that you come and live in my life. As Lord and Savior, forgive me of my sins. I repent and I turn from them and I turn towards heaven. Father, I don't know what is the next step, but starting today, I trust you. In the name of Jesus. And everyone says, amen, amen. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. I pray a blessing over each and every single one of you today. Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to take a moment to share this and tag us as we are on all social media platforms at The Linked Church. Our motto is Why Do Life Alone?